0: good evening everyone and welcome back to another super coach insider podcast my name is swizz here to talk road to round one this is part three in my series and we're bringing on the pre-season games footy is back tomorrow so we finally get to see some action and which probably means we'll be doing a lot of chopping and changing of our super coach teams if we haven't been already as always thank you for the support Um, keep checking us out on all our platforms Uh, The big one is Twitter, Insider 100 or Swizz26 if you want me directly. Thank you to all those people who've been sending me teams, especially after I did my last review. Uh, I'll definitely be doing another one soon. So if you want myself or the boys to check out your teams, either send us a message or just tag us in that. Uh, We've been doing our review of each team in depth. So if you haven't already, checked them out. They're up on the YouTube, TikTok, Twitch, Spotify and SoundCloud. Uh, and then also we appreciate the support of our sponsor splash vodka thank you so much to those guys now into regards to my team been doing a lot of chopping and changing um, as i said as everybody's been doing defense been playing around with the idea of three premium defenders also been playing around with no premiums there are so many good mid-price and rookie options Um, that's sort of been what i've been looking at doing but seem to always settle back on the two there. Now, I've got the money to move that D2 up from Dacos to one of the other big boys, but watching Dacos play the other day uh, just absolutely dominated that entry club. So he's come back in and sitting in as many teams as he is at the moment, I think it's like 45%. It's hard to ignore him. But I do like some of these other options. Um, You know, we haven't really seen Sinclair's role at the moment, but we know what he can do. Dawson, Doherty and Stewart are the obvious ones. The three of them are fantastic premiums. Cicely, I've probably dropped back a little bit more just because now with the captaincy, I think maybe he has to show that he has to be a bit more unselfish. We know he's probably been regarded a little bit of a selfish player. So I think that might be something to be mindful of where on the flip side, Dawson, new player, uh, you know, he's only second year at the club. He's been given the captaincy yeah, it's sort of a license to, you know, it's all on him. Plays that sort of now quarterback role, halfback, maybe gets up the ball, ball to, um, you know, the wing or the center. But I think everything for the back line when he's down there will be going through him. So I think there's more upside for him than there is probably Sicily. Doherty, we know his numbers in the midfield. Um, and then even when he drops back halfback, great option. Stewart, you know, fantastic ceiling. Um. Uh, just a little bit worried about you know what does say Bose or Henry is it uh, you know uh, rattle Galia all these players head back in that back line and sort of house the distribution uh, but I still think he's a fantastic pick it might be a case that he could potentially drop five points but until we sort of see what see how that setup comes to you know tomorrow against the Hawks and see who the others are playing down there. Uh, we don't really get a real indication of that. So at the moment, I think Dawson's the safest pick. Um, probably have Dawson and Doherty, and then Stuart third. I just want to see more from Sinclair. Uh, and then I'll have Sicily fifth, but I'd be happy to have two of those guys in there if I could. The problem is, as I said, you know, we've got Yo, uh, yeah, Caulfield and Bose, and then that's before we even get on to the rookies. You know, Gimby, McKenna's coming to my side. Weddell, uh, Cowan uh, Sincotta, I think it is from Carlton, 102k defender, might have even gone ahead of Cowan now, and I've got the other guys in Constable and Campbell Chester sitting in my the, um, in my midfield just because I can't fit them all in. So there's all these uh, great defensive options, and that's before, I think, you know, you've got uh, you know, Ben Long and a couple others that might even pop up that we haven't even thought about. Uh, so it's really tough to fit them all in, and our sides are really guided by our rookies. So I feel like at the moment we've got a lot more defensive rookies. Now that might not be the case in the end, and if that is the happens like that, then I put another premium down there. But if it is, then you know obviously I'll flood my um, backline with the rookies and just hope that they're best 18, and that if they if they look like they're going to be bench players or um, you know, on the verge of that sub, then they won't come in. But if they are starting in the 18, they're starting on the field through both preseason games. Then it's hard to ignore. So that's what I've got there with the Dawson, Daykos, Yo, and then the three rookie. Well, Coffield will count as a rookie. The three rookies, the two on the bench, and then with the two in the midfield. And it gives me a little bit of confidence there because it's not just gimpy. um in that defence, it's the option to have Constable or Chester swap into that if those two are named and playing. So it's kind of playing a 10-man defence. Midfield, Laird has come in to join Oliver, uh, Not only because he's such a good player and so dominant, but I just like the fact that I can go down. It's easier to go down than it is to go up. I've had Mills in there, Jack Steele, obviously. So there's a few options I can look at. You know, that gives me 60K or 100K if I drop down. I even played with Darcy Parish. I do like his fixture. So it's, they're hard to ignore those sort of players. So I, I kind of do like that setup. Uh, I've even pushed Tom Green to M5 at one stage to see what it looks like with the extra one in there. You know, I, I, I played around with putting in... Well, I had two, but... Uh, unfortunately, with his injury, I'm not going to sort of touch him now with the two preseason games he's missing. But, you know, what did it look like with Laird Oliver Mills and Lockie Neal uh, and just start with all the big dogs or, you know, try to play with all the value players and you add Brayshaw and Cripps and Tom Mitchell and that. So. There's a bit of playing with that midfield at the moment, but I think I do like the three and then Tom Green. And, you know, Tom Green could still become a Tom Mitchell, for example, but I think it's just his midfield and he's the one, but maybe 60K more, you know, drop the layer down to, say, Mills. Tom Green goes up to Steele. Does that look a bit more safer potentially? So there's some options there I can deal with the midfield, but that same sort of structure, you know, it's sort of four of them. I think that makes it a bit more stronger for my whole team. Uh, then Hopper, Hopper. outside that moment where he went to M6, has been locked in at M5 the entire time. Uh, just think, yeah, we know what he's going to be doing in playing midfield, so nothing to really talk about there. Uh, Dom Sheed went down to Finn Callaghan. Finn Callaghan's had two good hit-outs in intra-club games, so I want to see a couple more of that. I don't think, unless she really dominates, I don't think I'll go back up to him. It's more a question is Finn Callahan goes down if like uh, Mateus Filippoli or someone like that um, looks like must-have, and I know Filippoli can play in the midf- uh, in the forward line, but yeah, just potential options there to say drop somebody you know, to make 80K or maybe another 120K if it's a 120K rookie. So yeah, it's again easier to find a player to go down to. Uh, potentially could go up to, say, a Jai Cully, but I'm not 280. I'm not in love with that price point. It, it's the same with, say, Jaden Hunt in that back line, 285. Not in love with it, but then if they get the roll and they look like they're averaging 85 to 90, they are hard to ignore. Ashcroft and Phillips hasn't changed. And then we talked a bit about the bench with Oscar Baker being pretty well locked in there from the start. Looks like he's got that wing roll that Lockie Hunt has left him um, at the Bulldogs after crossing over from Melbourne. Probably the big change is the Ruck Tickle is sitting in my R2 at the moment. Now the reason for that is he did start as Ruck One against Lyset the other day. I've had Lyset in there. I've had English Wits. I've been playing around with a lot of it. Now Darcy Cameron is in my forward line at the moment. He's the one that I've prefer at R2 if he's all fit and firing and he looks like he's got the majority of the right time at Collingwood. Tickle's more in there as an expensive rookie so it's an easy one if it wasn't Tickle that say it could be Radigalia save 20k going down to Radigalia or Darcy Cameron goes back to the, that R2, Tickle comes out and uh, bring in a forward so it could be an Oscar Allen, a King um, Philip Hurley, somebody even cheaper, a Richards for example um, so there's plenty of options there so again it's like he's more of that forward rookie if I could put Teekel there but I and I would only ever consider somebody like him if I had cover like a Darcy Cameron that I can swap in at any point but um, I don't know if that's I don't think that's the way I'd go but then if these two practice games and for whatever reason Teekel is the first choice at 198k it's hard to ignore because yeah could we get five or six games out of him at some point you know how long's Finlayson out does Lyce you know do they look at doing something different there uh yeah it's an interesting one but then port have so many tall options up forward too so i don't know if they've that's the sort of two ruck system but you know when finlayson comes back in that's the sort of system they want to play so maybe it is tickle and lyset yeah i've got a lot of questions about that but for now we're just treating him as a forward expensive forward rookie that forward line has hasn't changed. Dunkley, Cogs, Rosie, and Toronto. I did take Toronto out and put Heaney in there, or I did play with the idea of taking Toronto out and putting that extra um, defender, uh, premium defender. But they're just the forward options. I just don't like at all. Uh, so that that's kind of where I get. I keep going back to and going, no, can't. I'm like I'm not a huge fan of King. I think you know, unless he comes out and kicks a big bag, he's not really going to go up in scoring. So yeah. It, it, it's just how how I don't like that setup unless I have McLean sort of at F6. I've seen some people even have McLean at F4, and I just think it's way too thin in the forward line. But, you know, these rookies might surprise us. There is still, like, a Tyler Brockman, uh, you know, missed all of last year, but could be a good option at 123K. We've got Fergus Green and Noah Long sitting there. Green with, you know, no Gunston, and um, who's missing from there, from Hawthorne? Um, the Lewis, uh, Mitch Lewis, so you know, as a mature ager, you know, he's got some job security for a while. You know, he's he played for the Bulldogs, been playing at Box Hill, so yeah, definitely we'll see some game time. But then, how's he scoring? Noah Long, Willie Rioli's gone, so he's got a forward pocket opportunity. But then, forward pocket at West Coast, you know, we're going to see only 20s and 30s. You know, is that really what we want? So, this there's questions there for my for my setup for the the forward line that's why i really like to go really deep um zebel has been in there for a while if he gets that half back role it's somebody i'm very interested in keeping in that side and there might be a little bit that's where say lead and maybe oliver come down and they uh darcy cameron goes back to that ruck line and then Tickle goes up to get that three fifty k. Feel a bit more confident there with that sort of setup. Even maybe it's you know Heaney comes back in, but then does that leave me too short in the future for the forward line? But we do think Dunkley, Cogs, you know Rosie, Toronto should all be up there. You know, there's also Zach Butters, Heaney. But then what happens if somebody gets dual position? I don't know if more there'll be that many who will get the dual position this year but there's you know you've got to at least probably keep one spot maybe two for that so there, there is a bit of thinking around that uh, so yeah that that's sort of where i'm at at the moment um and the big ones you know i'll be looking at that d how d2 how um even my sort of my m1 m2 setup comes around and then that r2 spot which everybody's sort of been tossing up about so yeah some um hopefully we we'll get some answers during the pre-season. Now uh we've got on Supercoach um I mean on Twitter Klopp Supercoach and I think his handle is at and I'll actually I'll get this uh, right at Notorious Redmond. So he's put up a, a bit of a Excel spreadsheet of players to be focusing on for the next few games um yeah over thursday and friday so that we've got them i think they're on ko hopefully foxtel as well unfortunately some of these games overlap which is a bit frustrating so i think there's going to be some flicking back and forward um between them uh so we've got the cats and hawks and Suns and dons tomorrow 4 p.m and 5 p.m which is a little bit annoying uh so he's got uh uh, Stuart, Bose, Clark, and Radigalia. And then for the Hawks, Sicily, Meek, Day, McDonald, Walpole, McKenzie, Whittle, and Green to focus on. Uh, for the Cats, I'd add Tanner Bruin with that. The Hawks, M- uh, is actually ruled out, so a few people have him in, 180 um, I would take him out of your side and look at other options. Uh, the ones that probably stand out there for me is at what role does he get? Is he around the midfield? Is he in the um, half-back where he's, he's more used to? Radicalia, there's rumours about him playing in a permanent back position. So is it sort of him and De Conning, uh, where if he's up forward, you know Hawkins and Cameron are going to come back after, I think they're both going to miss round one, but you know that'll see him come back out of that side again. Uh, I know even Plissar has been mentioned by a few people, so... Yeah, how do the um, Cats set up even their ruck lineup with Stanley and where does Blitzgaffs play? So a couple of interesting ones there. And for the Hawks, probably that, that midfield lineup. you know, where everybody's talking about, is Will Day the one that's going to get more midfield time? Is it Warpool? You know, they've still got players like your Connor Nash. Um, and that's on top of before we go, you know, your, your Newcombs and your Wards. So... Yeah, who was getting majority of the CBAs? Or I always say, is it the Gold Coast where they've got the three main guys, or is it GWS where they run six or seven players through there? So that's kind of what we're looking for for Hawthorne <coughs> uh, Next, we've got the Suns versus the Dons. So uh, uh, the big one, and I think this is a bit of fool's gold because we've talked about the Suns with their CBAs. Tuke, Anderson, and Rao get the majority of them. Took is out for both preseason games, which is annoying because everybody wanted him in his team in your team. You know, it looked fantastic, but that soft tissue injury just scares me off. So Flanders is apparently meant to be the next you know person in line. Does he stay in the role that he was meant to, and do they bring in somebody else, you know, your Fiorinis or your kind of Blakeleys or whatever? Why Took is out, or does Flanders now get to step up? But is that going to put us in a false sense of security because he'll come out and maybe dominate these two games and then Tuke comes in and then until we get another injury to a row and Anderson or Took, Flanders doesn't become a good choice. So for me it's kind of actually crosses Flanders out off if he is playing full time midfield because it's just like, well, he's gonna lose that once Tuck comes out um, off. So yeah, I think that's a bit frustrating to actually see what the role would have been. Um, Charlie Constable and um, Ben Long are the other two that interest because, yeah, who's coming off that half back? They've also got you know your Brandon Ellis, Will Powell, few options that play down there. So which one of them is that more attacking half back? Kind of think of like Saad from Carlton. So that's what I'm kind of looking for them. For the Bombers, we know you know Merritt's been named captain. Merritt and Parrish will do their thing. Who joins them in that midfield? Is it's um. Caldwell and Scheel or do we get somebody like a Perkins comes up Redmond and Ridley that's a big discussion as well who's that interceptor and distributor through the back um, from the back line or was it McGraw dropping back out there to help they've also got players like Nick Hind. Um and then Nick Martin is that him and Durham on the wings or do they look at other options too so a few questions there they've also got that forward line you know um Tipper and he, he did some nice things the other day, but still some fitness concerns. So, is it a Menzies or an Orland Davy that people are kind of looking at? Uh, so, yeah, there, there's a couple of questions there. Uh, the morning game on Friday is North Melbourne versus Richmond. Nothing really to say about the Tigers, Toronto Hopper, uh, and, and that's pretty self Explanatory anyway, uh, it's the midfield. You know, Cunnington came back and just looks so good for them. Adds to their midfield. So LDU Cunnington, but it's who else joins them in there? But we're hoping it's going to be Will Phillips. Yeah, they've all, all, already got your Simpkins and your um, greenwoods so They've added Liam Shields to that. Is it Will Phillips gets uh, up the ground with Powell? Yeah, how how do they work? And then that's before you take in Sh- uh, your Harry Shiesel award Wardlord. So they've got all these options now talk about she's coming off the half back line but then we've heard about godo of Blake jury um yeah and then if it's zebel well he's the one that we know can score really well so i've got quite a lot of options being talked about but who is the one that they start so we're looking best 18 start of the game who's in those positions uh and that'll help us you know sort of decide and then even with north it's the ruck you know goldie cherry um have heard that comden's meant to be starting round one so what happens with Coleman jones um ben brown i um, no, sorry ben brown's not there anymore that's melbourne um i'm trying to think who their other forward is uh, but they, they, they actually do have quite a few tall forward options um up there so the, it's it's a tough one to sort of get a read on and i don't like even we're talking about it in draft going okay is like goldie an option of that and it's hard because you think at some point that that, that they're going to rotate through it like we saw cherry get games last year so i think they've actually got so many options i think clarkson's going to play around with it to see who's his sort of best maybe 30 to go forward and there'll be a lot of chopping and changing at north come the end of the year Uh, we've got carlton versus collingwood uh, for icon at 11 a.m for the blues you know how does that midfield set up? I think everyone's like, oh, no, Hewitt and Walsh and that. You know, how are going to go? But they've still got guys like your Kennedys and Cheris. Cherit, you know, be awesome in that midfield. But, you know, Hewitt and Walsh will come back eventually. So that's something. How does Saad go without Williams? We saw what he did last year. Does that continue? Um, and then the the halfbacks and back pockets. So does Newman push out? Does Cowan or Cincotta, I think it is, or Cincotta, um, how do, do they come in? And who's the one that's probably starting in that back pocket? So they're very interesting players. Um, he's listed David Cunningham. Paul Blog's injured again, so just cross him off your list, unfortunately. But does that open the door for a Holands or a Bins? They've got some cheap options. The problem with the Blues list is they pay probably their best 8 to 12 players like ridiculously large money. And it's sort of the GWS setup. There's so many guns there. But because you've put so much salary cap into these guys, you've got to have cheaper guys to, and, and younger players to, you know, sort of fill the rest of your list. So there are opportunities all of the time um, because, yeah, they're just so top ended with their salary cap. So we might see some of these guys and that's how the boys are going to improve anyway. They need some of these young talent to come through and push them up to the next level because we they're. Best players are already playing at their maximum. Like, you know, they're not going to get any better out of uh, Charlie Curno and Harry Mackay and they like, These guys are playing as well as they can. Cripps just won the Brownlow. It's not like he's improving. So, yeah, they've got to find improvements some, somewhere. Uh, and the, the Pies. We've got the fantasy pig. Does he just run around and do whatever he wants? Tommy Mitchell in there. Does Nick Dacos join him next to him? You know, a lot of interest about Dacos' role. Cameron versus uh, Cox, and sort of how's the CBA breakup of that? Uh, So that'll be very interesting. Uh, Jai Richards and Ed Allen, another two interesting rookies for that. Ed Allen came home like a house on fire in the um, under-18s last year. I think it was about top 50 mid-year and went pick 19. If the season went another month, I think he probably goes top 10. Could he push himself on a wing roll? Does Richards get on the starting 18 and a half back roll? There's some talk about, but I think he's more bench, if that, so there's a couple interesting rookies there to watch. 12pm is the Sydney Lions game for Sydney. That midfield, it's all about that midfield. Mills, Warner, Robottom. you know, they've got guys like Florent who can run through there, and that's without going Parker and Heaney. I think it's just because Kenny's retired, but how many CBAs did he actually really have compared to some of these other players last year we really want to see Mills locked in that midfield but I just don't see it happening You know, I think he will still do a little bit of Mr. Fix-It but you know, he, the kid, the other guy's just a gun so we'd love to see Heaney in there a bit more as well but it's hard because you, you want to see Warner in there, you want to see the Robot and such a good player too, they've got a lot of options, also Sydney's ruck like Hickey's starting to come into a few teams too so is he fit and firing? Um, So it's an interesting one there. And um, Francis, you know, does he line up next to the McCartan boys? 189K, uh, I think he's forward defender. Uh, So, yeah, well, he's left Essendon for a reason, for opportunity. go to the Swans' second-best team in the comp last year. So, yeah, it'd be interesting. Maybe, yeah, he is locked in there. Where for the Lions, it's all about Neil Dunkley, Ashcroft in that midfield. Uh, does that help improve Big O for this year? You know, no disrespect to Lyons and Zorko, both very good players, but their midfield looks even so much just looks so much better now. So does that improve Big O's output because he's you know hit outs to advantage? And McKenna and Wilmot, uh, believe McKenna started the other day at half back and Wilmot on the uh, wing. Does that is that how they go with tomorrow? Oh, I mean on Friday, and is that how they go the next preseason game after that? Because if it is yeah we'll be trying to fit both those players in our into our teams so yeah a bit to watch there st kilda melbourne a lot to watch for st kilda how does ross Lyon do this um you know they've got a lot of options that can run through that midfield but you know they've always been sort of same same um you know first or even with the Rucks, you know is it marshall or tom campbell and her, and what's the split there we expect Jack Steele, obviously, to be locked in there, but is it Sinclair cleaning still him? Do you get guys like Hunter Clark getting the opportunity to run through that midfield? Wing Hagen's another one that's got some interest. You know, does Mateus Filippoui come in? Bittel, so many options there. Backline also, you know, is it Caulfield? You know, is he... What, well, what is his role in that backline? We want to see him getting that ball and, you know, distrib- distributing it up the ground, so... Uh, Yes, a bit of talk there. They've also brought in Cameron up in that forward line, 102K forward. So they've got some injuries up that forward line. So does he get a role and how much of it? So Saints are going to be one of those teams that, yeah, this could be really awesome for us or could be really bad for us. And at times I've had five, six Saints players in my side. And there's other times where I just take them all out because not a lot's coming out from Saint Kilda. They've been very secretive about how they line up, so that's an interesting one. D's not so much um, because they've been so good for two years. Most of their they're priced at what what they are. There's there's not really any value in the D's. Gorn versus Grundy and that Ruck time is probably the big one, and then. Uh, is it a case of who was lining up in that midfield? Do they try to spread it out a bit more? Brayshaw, Petrarca, Finey, a few others run through there? Um, or is it sort of like, okay, these are our three or four best players. They're the ones locked in that midfield. Frio versus Adelaide, six fifteen on the Friday night uh, for the... Dawker's Darcy versus Jackson. How much midfield time, or how much ruck time, is both getting? And then, what's the role? Um, if they're not, you know, does Darcy spend more time working on that forward craft? Does Jackson is he the one that starts in that in that midfield? Uh, Young and Fife are both interesting ones. They played on each other the other day. Uh, so Fife's playing in that forward role, but how much time does he get up the ball and that? And how much, with a softer drill, can he dominate in the forward line? How many intercepts can Young get? Is it what we talked about the other day, where it depends on what, how much ball was going through one side compared to the other? And then, you know, is it Luke Ryan and Chapman and these other guys that get more of a role? Uh, Matty Johnson, does he get an opportunity? And if he does, is it in that midfield? And Liam Henry's one. Um, can he get on that wing now? No Darcy Tucker, no Blake Acres. You know, there's opportunities there. High draft pick. They want. You know, they want to invest in him. I think he's out of contract too. So, definitely one that could be a potential to look up for our forward lines if he has the right role. But again, now we we need to see this. And the last game, West Coast Port Adelaide start off with Port first because West Coast way more relevant. But Rosie and Butters, and even to affect Jason Horn Francis, do these guys start in the midfield with wines? And which ones is it? And how long do they stay? You know, playing it is it a case that they all rotate? Is it Butters and Horn Francis rotating? Is it Rosie? Um, You know, there's a lot of interest in those two or those three. Uh, definitely, you know, we, we don't want to flood our forward line with Port Adelaide players, but if they are going to be the best players and, and they're going to play midfield, it's hard not to um, pick them. Uh, Houston is one that's been listed here by Klopp. Uh, yeah, obviously, we found him. He, he's way into a lot of teams last year, you know, and then probably burnt some people, but, you know, very good off that half back and wing role. So how does he look? Um, definitely, definitely dismissed a lot this year um, compared to some of the other options but we know he's a a very good scorer and then Lysette for Stiekel and how's that set up you know Finlayson out so do they try to keep the same set up there it's it's something I want to see how they do it with you know Georgiades Marshall or their forwards and and how that'll play out West Coast is the big one Nick Nat how much time does he play on ground who's the backup ruck And then who's in there with him? You know, you've got Gaff, Kelly, Shuey, Sheed, Yo. I hope the CEO's floating at half-back. Does Sheed get more midfield time? What's he scoring like in there? Is it Jai Cully? So there's been a lot of talk about him. I think he's about 285, 280K, something like that. Uh, So you want to see him playing full-time midfield at that price. Jaden Hunt in our defense, 285K. Does he have a wing role? Can he score between 80 and 90 um, playing wing? Um, makes him a bit of an option there, so that's something to think of. And then all these rookies, you know, Gimby, Hewlett, Campbell, Chessar, they're the three main ones in particular, who starts, um, are they bench options, are they even in the best 22, uh, and then if they are in the best A team, where are they starting in, the, in that lineup? And and Noah Long also comes into that, but he, he is locked into that forward pocket with Willie Rioli moving on so he is an option but then again as we've talked about small forwards but we saw that last year with Rochelle he bopped up and kicked five Nick Martin did the same thing he became a bit of a keeper so couldn't know a young um, long do that early in the season and get that price going but then again you don't really want that round one because that cycles out too quickly you know you kind of want him to go 40 50 and then go out and get that big 100 and then the cash actually starts generating but you know, it's, it's not easy for small forwards and young small forwards to come in. But, you know, on their day, so a bit to watch, um, and there's a lot to watch this week. So the the most disappointing thing is GWS and the Western Bulldogs are not playing a game. They're playing intra-clubs. So probably the two teams I wanted to see the most outside of maybe, say, St. Kilda and West Coast, because uh, I could really flood my side with Giants. As much as I said, that's the super coach rule number one, don't pick GWS players. But new coach, Adam Kingsley, want to see how it's setting up, and we're not going to get a proper look at, uh, at that. And the Bulldogs as well. We just want to see how Bev what's Bev going to do um, against the proper side. So frustrating, but we'll have to wait another week for that. Hopefully you've enjoyed this. Again, if there's any questions you have or anything you guys have seen, any pods that you're looking at or rookies and that we haven't mentioned or I haven't mentioned today, definitely um yeah message me and and we can uh, discuss that. And as I said, if you want me to do a team review, send me that and we'll and we'll definitely organise that video very soon. Enjoy the footy over the next two days, and uh, we'll definitely be back for part four in the next week or so. Enjoy, bye.